You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. Now our feature presentation. Let me see if I understand you. You want us to go to the Vanar sector, the wastelands themselves. That's right. That was the site of the largest battle in the Civil War. All three factions fought there. It was also the costliest battle, I should point out. It's just a vast graveyard of dead ships. Why go there? Because no one in their right mind goes in there. And for good reason. It's a navigational nightmare. The explosive destruction of so many warp drives distorted subspace through the whole region. The gravitational fluctuations alone could tear the ship apart, not to mention all the anomalies and unexplainable phenomena. And you want us to go there? Desperate times and all that, Commander. We won't survive a one-on-one fight with the guild ship. Once we go into the region, maybe we'll get lucky and Karak will think we've gone insane or something and won't follow us in. I wouldn't bet on that. You won't have to follow us in. You know, even scavengers have learned to avoid the wastelands. The risks are just too great. Which is why it's the perfect place for us to go. I hate to say this, but he does have a point, Commander. The guild ship can clearly outgun and outrun us. If we're going to get out of this in one piece, we need to think outside of the box. I hate to interrupt, but someone had better decide what we're doing. We've only got another minute left before the guild attacks us. (sighs) Fine. We'll do it. How far off are the wastelands? At our current speed, it'll take another hour to reach. Not good enough. What if we went to warp 5? Warp 5? Well, we could be there under 20. But that's a moot point, isn't it? Call it thinking outside the box. Bridge to engineering. I want you to take the weapons and shield offline and divert all power to the engines. We're going to warp five. Three, two, one. Have you gone completely insane? Right on cue. To be honest, I may have, Chief. But we don't have a choice. The nacelles are too old. They'll never handle the strain. The warp coils will burn out no time flat. They only have to hold for 20 minutes. Do it, Hen, or we're all dead. Fine. Shields and weapons are offline. All power is now diverted to the engines. But we're gonna have a nice long talk about this later, Commander. I look forward to it. You heard the Chief, Sid. Punch it. Now passing Warp 3. Warp 3.5? 0.7? Warp 4. Warp 4.6, points 9, warp 5. Status of the guild ship? Looks like they were caught off guard when we went to warp 5. However, they're still following and maintaining speed with us. I hope you know what you're doing, Mr. Trask. You're on board a Starfleet ship, Mr. Zog. Risk is part of the job. And you'll address me as captain from now on. Understood? Ah, yes. I mean, yes, Captain. Good. Space. The Lost Frontier. 
The United Federation of Planets has been decimated by a catastrophe of galactic proportion. Once great empires have fallen into ruin or faded into the winds of history. In the wake of devastation, new factions arose ruled by ruthless criminal guilds or opportunistic corporations. But the tattered remnants of Starfleet have one last chance to rise from the ashes and unite the Federation once more. up on the wastelands. Stand by to take us out of... What happened? Did the guild ship fire on us? No, sir. They're still out of range for the moment. Engineering the bridge. Go ahead. It's just like I warned you. Warp the cells of Furus and burned out. We couldn't go to warp now even if you wanted to. What about Impulse? Yeah, you still got that. Good. Transfer whatever power you can to the shields. Bridge out. Sid, go to full impulse. Get us into the wastelands. Aye, sir. Full impulse. We're starting to encounter heavy gravitational eddies. They'll get worse the deeper we go. What's the status of the guild ship? They've dropped out of warp and are following us into the wastelands. Quite determined to get us, isn't he? Oh, be quiet, Zog. We're only in this mess because of you. Ah, uh, I'll just be over here. Okay, Captain Trask, we're in the wastelands. What's your plan? Maintain course. We have to go deeper into the wasteland. How much deeper? Just deep enough so our engines can still get us out again, but the guild ships won't follow us in. I should remind you, sir, that the guild ship is more than capable of matching us. I doubt there is any place we can go that they can't. That's true. At least for the moment. The guild ship is firing on us. Our shields are holding. To be expected. Tell me, Mr. Liam, what's the status of the guild ship's shields? That's very strange. Their shields are running at a bare minimum, but we haven't even fired on them. Could their ship be damaged? No. The guild ship might be powerful, but it only has a finite amount of power that they can use at any given time. In order to overcome the intense gravitational field, they had to divert most of their power to their engines. Causing them to run with reduced shields. Mr. Liam, arm photon torpedoes and prepare to fire. Aye, sir. Photon torpedoes armed and locked on target. Don't fire yet. We're not deep enough to strand them yet. If we go much deeper, there is a good chance we won't be able to get out ourselves. The Constitution-class ship was the workhorse of the Federation once. Yorktown might be old, but I'm pretty sure its impulse engines will be able to get us out of here. You're right. Gravitational strain has increased by another 32%. Strain now increased to 56%. I don't think the hull will be able to take much more of this. Just need another moment, man. Mr. Liam, fire torpedoes! Torpedoes away. 
Helm, bring us about 180 degrees. Full impulse. Get us out of here. Coming about. Status of the guild ship. Torpedoes have hit their target. Moderate damage to their engines. Let's hope that's going to be enough. They're coming about and trying to follow us. <laughs> They're still being pulled towards the center of the wastelands. You did it, Captain Trask. We didn't do anything. We were just lucky the wastelands were nearby. The guild ship is hailing us. Open channel. Well played, Sam. Well played indeed. I'm sorry, Karak. You didn't leave me a lot of options. Indeed. And mark my words. We will meet again. The channel's closed. Well, I guess that takes care of them. For the moment. But rest assured, we have not seen the last of him. We should clear out of the wastelands in another few minutes. Sadly, without warp drive, a simple two-day trip is going to take a good deal longer than we first planned. Oh, that's good. It gives us time to deal with another problem. Oh, Zog. Uh, yes? I think it's time we had a little chat about Starfleet etiquette and the consequences of stealing. Oh, boy. Yorktown Log, Fall Date 010.4 Our encounter with the Betazoid Guild ship has left the Yorktown without warp drive. What was simply a two-day trip has now been stretched into two weeks. During this time, my crew and I are making what repairs we can, but the outlook does not look well. Checkmate. I didn't see that coming. Oh, that makes three games you've won in a row. You're quite the chess player. I was taught by a Vulcan ambassador. He was a grandmaster at the game. Played against him for years, and I never beat him. But he did teach me a great deal about the art of playing chess. Art? I've never really thought about chess as an art form. I always saw it as a game of strategy. Chess is very much an art form when you think about it. The art of warfare. The board is your battlefield, and the pieces are the forces at your command. In a way, chess is a reflection of what sort of a leader you are. How so? The pieces live and die by the decisions you make. Do you use them arbitrarily to defeat your opponent, sacrificing them at will to gain any possible advantage? Or do you try and save as many as you can and lead them to overcome the opposition? In a way, it's like being in command of a starship. You're responsible for the lives of everyone under your command. But there are times when they may have to face death because of the decisions you make. Can I ask you a personal question? Go ahead. You were a career officer in Starfleet. I've always been curious why you left. <laughs> a career officer? Is that really written in my file? Not in those words, but that is the gist of it. In a way, you're right. I joined Starfleet Academy when I was 14. Had my first posting at 18. Became a captain before I hit 30. Which is why I found it so odd that you would just walk away from it all. When I first joined Starfleet, we weren't a military force. Starfleet's charter was to explore the galaxy, to find new worlds and new civilizations, but in time... In time, that started to change. N not all at once. Small things at first, like the battle at Wolf 359 with the Borg led us to making our first warships. 
You mean the Defiant? I believe that class of ship is listed as an escort vessel. Maybe on paper, but deep down the Defiant class always had teeth. They came in quite useful a few years later when the war with the Dominion broke out. Well, yes. We won the Dominion War. We did. But at what cost to ourselves? The galaxy was changing and becoming a harsh place, and we were changing right along with it to fit in. How long was it after the Dominion War that we faced the crisis with the Grey and the Tholians, and then the Divine Celestial Imperium conflict? Wasn't that the secret war Section 31 was fighting right under our noses? Yes, and that war led us to the infection and then our own civil war. It was then I truly saw how much we had changed. Starfleet wasn't about exploration anymore. It hadn't been for a very long time. Then came the massacre at Riften 4. Riften 4? You were there? Yes. Yes, I was there. Maybe one day I'll come to terms with it. But that's not in your file at all. In a way, I'm kind of grateful. That's a chapter of my life I wish I could forget or erase altogether. That was the worst battle in the Civil War. All three factions fought against one another and billions died. And it all happened on a planet that had never made first contact. They were an agrarian culture. Right on the edge of their own industrial revolution. Never even sent a rocket into space. Can you imagine the shock and horror as these massive ships fought in the skies over their world? As damaged vessels and stray shots crashed into their towns and homes. The culture shock alone would have been devastating, let alone the realization that, of what we were doing. When the battle was over, I knew I couldn't be part of Starfleet anymore. I had to leave. I don't blame you. I think a lot of people were traumatized by the battle. I don't think the Federation ever really recovered. That's just it. I didn't care. I was a different person. The Prime Directive meant nothing to me then. The only thing that mattered was stopping our enemy. Stopping the other factions. What's the old saying? War is hell? But this war wasn't against some invader. It was just us. We were fighting against people who had been friends. Family. And we'd taken everything we'd ever believed in and thrown it out the airlock. All because we had to win. And if the cost for that victory was a primitive planet's innocence, well, I was willing to pay that price. You make it sound like the whole battle was your fault. You were just one cog in the machine there. After the battle was over, I, I was on the surface of Riften 4. My ship had come down during the fighting. I was walking through this village square. All the buildings were burning. I saw the native inhabitants hiding in the shadows, just... just staring at me. You could see the fear in their eyes. And that's when I saw the bodies. Not from Starfleet or any other faction. These were the people who lived here, and were now dead because of what we'd done. One of them was a little girl, clutching a rag doll in her hand. I screamed. I screamed at the sky. I screamed at the burning buildings. I screamed at myself. 
How could we have done this? Maybe you're right. Maybe I was just one cog in the machine. But I couldn't stay in Starfleet anymore. So why are you here now? Because you asked me to come see this ship of yours. That's not what I meant, and you know it. You could have told me off and stayed behind on that rock. But you came. Why? I hope that we're going to get back to what we were. What we should have always been. And I hope that in some small way I can make amends for my part of what the galaxy has become. Mr. Winifred, Captain Trask, we're on final approach to Vulcan. You might want to come up here. We're going to have a pretty good view. View? What's she talking about? You're in for a surprise. Time to make introductions. Just in time. We're in standard orbit. We should be passing the shipyard in a few. And there we are. Sid, enlarge image on screen. Aye, sir. Captain Trask, I give you the USS Enterprise. Enterprise? You never told me that they named the new ship Enterprise. I wanted it to be a surprise. NCC 1701F. First of the Sagan class. 15 decks. The ship's equipped with a Class 10 warp engine which will allow Enterprise a maximum warp speed of 9.98. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. What was that? It's from Sea Fever by John Macefield. I don't think I've ever heard of it before. You should look it up sometime, Mr. Liam. Take a very good look, everyone. This is not just any ship out there. That ship will one day help restore the glory and honor to the United Federation of Planets. Now you just need a crew. I'm already ahead of you there. I've never seen a bioneural gel pack like these before. Not surprising. These were on the design table before the fall. They have four times the computational power of the ones we used just a decade ago. I heard the ones on Voyager once got an infection from bacteria by some bad cheese or something. Believe it or not, these packs have a built-in immunity system. If an infection somehow makes its way into the pack, it's capable of producing an antibody to ward off any invading organism. And do so without any interruption of their primary function. Incredible. This ship really puts the Yorktown to shame. Hard to believe we've been so dependent on such antiquated technology for so long. Don't knock the Yorktown. She might have been old, but she gave us everything we asked for, and more. Any idea what we're going to do with her now? I heard the refit was off. No idea. But I've heard rumors that they're planning on salvaging her for parts. Explains why most of us got assigned to Enterprise. I'm due on the bridge soon. I'll catch you later? Maybe if we have some time later, we can try out one of the new holodecks. 
I get off at $1,600. Book the suite. I'll see you then. You and the chief seem pretty chummy. Uh, Captain, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see you there, Gov. E easy, Ensign, before you pull a muscle. Yes, sir. So how are you adapting to life on the Enterprise? I almost feel like I've gone vacation. This is truly a state-of-the-art ship. She is that. I've been going over the design specifications. You know it took close to four years to build Enterprise? No, sir, I didn't. Three years to find the necessary materials. And then another one just to cobble it together. I have to say, it's quite an achievement. I'm surprised Starfleet didn't have any commissioning ceremony. Often when a new captain takes commands, there is a lot of fanfare. These are different times. All the celebration I got was Admiral Busby tossing me a data pad and saying, Congratulations, Enterprise is your bird! And then he went over what our mission would be. We're still on schedule to leave Space Dock at 0900 hours. Good. I'll see you on the bridge then. See you then, Gov. Commander Catherine Niles, reporting as ordered, sir. Sorry to have kept you waiting, Commander Niles. Would you care for a cup of tea or something to eat? No, thank you, sir. Then I guess we should get down to business. Take a seat, Commander. I imagine getting assigned under my command came as something of a surprise. Permission to speak freely, sir? Always. I don't... That is to say... Yes, this came as a surprise. It almost feels like some kind of cruel joke. How so? Back when we were on the Yorktown, I told you I expected to get this command. But when Starfleet chose you over me, even though I didn't like it, I accepted it. That's the nature of being an officer. We sometimes do what we don't like. But I didn't know they were planning to assign me as your first officer. I'm surprised you even went along with it. Believe it or not, I requested you. You did? I was very impressed with how you handled the situation with a guild ship. I've gone over your file. Everything you've done these last few years has been remarkable work. If we're going to succeed in this mission, Enterprise is going to need good officers in command. I don't know what to say, sir. You might try thank you. Thank you, sir. Come in. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had a guest. That's all right. I'm due on the bridge. Dismissed, Commander. So, were you able to find him? Yes. He's on Corsava 4. But I should tell you Starfleet Command is not happy with your decision. As I just told the Commander, if this mission is to succeed, we need the right people. Starfleet feels he is not one of them. They're also not happy you're keeping Mr. Zog on board. I feel otherwise. Now, I think it's almost time we got underway. Lawrence Station reports that all power couplings and docking arms have been cleared. Very good. Engineering, what's our status? Intermix is set. Impulse and warp drive are at your disposal, sir. Very good. Stand by. Tactical. All ship systems are greenlit. 
We're good to go. Good to know, Mr. Liam. Helm, one quarter impulse power on my command. Aye, sir. One quarter impulse power. This is it, people. Here we... Sorry I'm late. I was busy unpacking. Have I missed anything? Take a seat, Mr. Zog. I didn't want to miss our departure. Any chance I can record it? I can sell the video rights and make a few strips Zog? Ah, right. Well, I'll, I'll just enjoy the trip. Sid, let's take her out. Engines are at one quarter impulse power. We're clearing the docking station. Steady as she goes. We have cleared the station and are free to navigate. Set course for Corsava 4. Setting course, Captain. Corsava 4? Last reports were that world was in one true Federation's territory. There's a good chance it still is. Then why are we going there? It's part of our mandate. Our mission is to reunite the lost worlds of the Federation. I know that, sir. But don't you think Starfleet would want us to start off with something a little less risky? They might. But there's someone on Corsava 4 I hope will join us in this mission. Someone? The last of the Novacron. A man named Mac. Helm? Engage. You've been listening to Star Trek The Lost Frontier Episode 2 And a Star to Steer Her By Featured in the cast were Mark Brzee as Rupert Trask Laura Post as Kate Niles David Alt as Andrew Winfred Ellie Hirschman as Zog Ben Harmer as Liam Kincaid Lucian Dodge as Sid Kirk Linda Townsend as Henlar, and Captain John Tatterzak as Guildmaster Karak. This is Seth Adamsher. This episode was written and directed by Eric Busby. Post-production work by Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.